0: Have you guys heard of the Hitachi Magic Wand?
1: No. What's that? Don't, don't ask him. Tell me, Ryland. <laughs> I'm into this. I'd, I'd like no, to know, no, Ryland.
0: No, I don't want to hear it. It so sounds
1: like something that'd be sold at like the Disney store or something. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: is it? Uh it's it's just a, a massaging device that a lot of women use. And oh. apparently it has have You ever noticed women have very sore backs <laughs> and they need like.
2: Massages. industrial level construction equipment to get the knots out of their back
0: yeah like uh, they yeah. need some big motors just to get the knots okay. out of their backs ladies sure. I'm worried about your back health yeah it it has developed a reputation as not being used for your back but instead being used on your front and um yeah if you've got like, like a sore like picture or massage yeah uh, yeah, hernia yeah or something like, like that. a lower like where a baby comes out uh do you have one of these uh no but my mom does and and when i was a little kid <laughs> i would play with her hitachi magic wand and i really hope that she uses it for good things and not evil because <laughs> i played with I it i just want to point
2: out that i said no and i said i didn't <laughs> want to do this and i didn't want to hear it from ryland
1: cam i flew too close to the sun <laughs> so
0: this is going to be pretty challenging
2: It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay.
1: Life pile.
2: Welcome to LifePile <laughs> Podcast, the only podcast that you found in your mother's drawer. I'm lifestylist and
1: lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm the red-breasted bush tit you've been following with your binoculars for two miles. Dylan Bergassa. Crack it hard. It's Ryland.
0: It was an egg, right? Yeah, yeah. Crack that egg as hard as you can. Arr! I was thinking it was a whip. Brown, well, I thought you were cracking
2: oh.
1: that whip. Or crack
0: that whip with an egg. Wait, is it
1: a glow stick?
0: You're gonna crack the crack whip with stick, an egg. Crack that glow stick whip egg. Clack that, <laughs> <clackety-clack>, clack it, clack, <laughs> clack that whip with an
1: egg. Shake till you feel better. Uh.
0: <laughs> This
2: is LifePile Podcast, the lifestyle podcast for people who want the right information. Every week we take lifestyle tips and put them in your ears, and then we take some of the biggest lifestyles out there and give you all the information
0: you need to know. Who's got a lifestyle tip to start us off? Uh, try to eat bugs. When I was a kid, I would love to eat gnats, and you'd be surprised how good they taste. Okay? I think I would. Pop those no, in there. Um, Mm -mm. because guess what? Mosquito can't suck your blood if it's in your mouth and then in your stomach. (laughs) Okay. So you eat a mosquito, eat a gnat, don't eat ants. Okay. They taste literally like dirt. I think they just have dirt Hmm. on them. So don't eat those. Uh, I have not eaten a roly poly, but I want to give it a shot. I think that crunch would be nice. Uh, so that's my lifestyle tip. Eat some bugs. Do you continue to eat bugs to this day? If somebody came up to me with a scorp- I've eaten a scorpion. I've eaten a scorpion, not a living scorpion. Everybody does the scorpion shots. You guys know what I'm talking about?
1: No. What? What's the scorpion taste? I've never done that before. Oh, really? What's the scorpion taste like?
0: Uh, it's just crunchy. It's just crunchy. Well, that's
1: not a taste. Kim, have you eaten bugs before?
2: I've been a bug eater in my past life. As a child, I ate a lot of bugs. What bugs? What bugs adult- did you eat? I was mainlining ants nonstop. Oh, the thing that Rylan's above. <laughs> yeah, I was very like, oh, okay, well, fuck you, Mr. Well, Fancy Pants. me and my ants. They- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did they, t- did they taste like dirt to you? Well, now, no. And I say that as a person who, when he wasn't eating ants, would just pick up little rocks off the ground and eat them. Oh, my oh. God. What? So, I think I know what dirt tastes like, Rylan. <laughs> And it's not ants. Thank you very much.
1: Where am I? Did I get transported to a culinary show? I didn't realize I was with these two chefs over here. I'm glad you said it, because I actually have some culinary segment for
2: us today. But I do want to point out that most of the world eats bugs. Uh, The Western civilization of America... Is kind of big old jerks for pooing on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great source of protein. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great solution for factory farming Mm -hmm. because the conditions that animals hate and we force them into in order to have big bumper crops of them. Bugs would love. Bugs would love to be shoved in a dark small box filled with filth. Like that's perfect for bugs. Mm -hmm. So it's a great solution to our factory farming problem. And it's also a fantastic solution to space travel getting a source of protein out on a spaceship. So I think as a culture, we should all move towards eating bugs. And I don't think it's right to shame people for eating bugs. And I say that with experience. Cause I remember one time I was on a comedy performance group and we were holding auditions and a very handsome man named Ryland Warner <coughs> came and auditioned. For the group. And he was giving a stunning performance. Everyone was taken aback by how skilled and beautiful and amazing a comedian he was. And. The audition was almost over, and it, he was a shoe and is definitely gonna be getting in. And then a bug flew by and he reached out and he grabbed it and he ate it. Oh my god. And <laughs> I forgot about this. This led to me having to tell a bunch of very put-off people: hey, listen, most of the world eats bugs. It's a great solution for factory farming. We should be doing it in space. Just because a guy eats a bug doesn't mean you poo-poo his audition. Uh, but I don't think it worked out. Somebody quite the way told I wanted me it to eat that bug they told me what
0: was I gonna do not do it it's yes and the voice
2: in
1: your head that is screaming eat the bugs but, eat the bugs <laughs> Rylan was in such an extreme state of yes and he didn't have a choice but I did feel very bad because
2: I felt like you got poorly represented for eating a bug which I thought was not a problem it's totally fine and of all the many things to get upset with Rylan about that was not it
1: and then Cam called me up four years later and said, Dylan, we got to get this guy's career back on the rails. Can we just do a podcast where we advertise him to America? And I said, I'd really rather not. That guy eats bugs. And for
2: the first five episodes, we weren't able to release him because it was just him crunch, crunch, crunching on bugs. nonstop.
1: I support this bug lifestyle that we're, we're talking about. I just want to posit one situation to you guys. We've got a bug factory next to a metropolis. And there's an earthquake and the bug factory crumbles and all the walls fall down and what's left but just an 80 ton pile of spiders and they just make their way right over to the city.
2: Okay, but Dylan, that's like saying you have a Chipotle next to your apartment. Yeah. Terrible tragedy. The Chipotle burns down. <gasps> oh, but what's this? Here's a burrito that just came crawling
0: into my apartment.
2: I didn't have to go out and get it. It just comes to me now. This is It's
1: perfect. This is not that at all. No,
0: it, it kind of is. It's a swarm of chicken nuggets that are just crawling into the darkest parts of your home. Oh, I hate this family.
2: Oh, I've got a lifestyle tip for everybody. Uh, now, here's a recent study. Four out of five doctors say, who are you? How did you get in here? Get out of my office. <laughs> so that's a little research I did this week. So everyone take close attention to that. Okay. <laughs> I've got a tip for you guys. <laughs> yeah, do your lifestyle tip. I gave mine. It was a great tip. It was a great and tip. I right.
0: was
1: really good on. My lifestyle tip for this week. It's okay to do your research, ladies. I had a girlfriend of mine have a guy jump out and say, surprise, I'm actually eight years older than I initially said I was after they'd been dating for like three months. I'm just someone who's really adamant about us using all the tools of research that we have at our disposal don't be afraid to do a reverse google image search on a screenshot of someone's tinder profile get the better business bureau involved like have they had any complaints check with that company uh, they went on a retreat with in their fourth photo they got good life insurance going on there It's it's 2017 it's 2017 none of us should be flying blind you guys uh use your resources that's my tip Rylan's vehemently agreeing with me.
0: No. Uh, When OkCupid switched over to real names, I kept my name as a not real name. And I would never use my real name in my profile because I was always worried that people would Google me and see see but now i can't even admit this because then people will do it and see what dark skeletons are in my closet so don't just don't do it guys just let me be me my internet past isn't me okay i'm me i'm the real me right now okay let it go
1: and ladies you should be fine going on a date with someone whose parents named him Chunkbuster 88 (laughs) that's not weird or normal let me bust a chunk what weird or normal
2: it's right in the middle right where you want to be dating uh-oh found it you guys a quick google search and i found the secret that ryland has been trying to no. hide no uh, it's it's this rendition of who's on first by jim Ryland and byron warner <laughs> oh it's so embarrassing i don't know how much yeah no that. one's gonna date that guy huh no one's gonna date who uh, Jim Warner. How and when? <laughs> I don't know how that joke. Warner. Goes. Oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Yee!
1: Yeah. If you Google me, I just I come up as really cool and sexy and fun. I think and tell me if you guys agree. The hardest part of dating is when you go on a first date and you have to pretend like everything they're telling you is new information. <laughs> They're like, so I actually come from a big family. I got seven siblings. And then when my face doesn't change, they're like, oh, he must. Are you from a big family, too? I'm like, oh, no. oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that until just now when you said it. That's a lot of siblings. Wow.
2: That's why you need Cam's patented shock belt. It's a little belt you wear on your first date. And on a random interval, it gives you a little shock that forces your body to go.
1: Oh,
2: oh, oh, wow. <laughs>
1: The way Cam moves through the world is just a complex system of electrodes telling him when to feel which emotions based on a computer Mm -hmm. algorithm.
2: And if the computer shorts or goes blue screen, I have a panic attack. All right, y'all. Somebody to fight me for the first segment?
1: Mm -mm. It's yours, baby boy.
2: I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Punch you. Punch you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Rylan should have voiced Pokemon.
2: Oh, he should have. Every one of them.
1: Every one of them. (laughs) Caesar. All right, you guys.
2: This week's segment of mine comes from the April 2018 issue of Food and Wine Magazine. It's a little article by Ray Isle. And the title of the article, Seven Ways to Make Shopping for Wine Less Overwhelming. Now, everyone knows that shopping for wine... It's overwhelming, right? But these three boys in this room here are all lifestylists and lifestyle experts. So immediately upon hearing that headline, all three of us already instantly knew what those seven techniques are. So we're going to pick out our three favorite uh, techniques from this article and uh, tell you whether to live it or leave it and get all of our listeners to wine drinking bliss. Mm, Yeah. Yum. Now... Ryland, I know you know all of these seven tips for making wine drinking less overwhelming. So go ahead and why don't you tell me your favorite, Ryland? A
0: swirly straw. Swirly straw for sure.
2: Good. And (laughs) go ahead and
0: explain what in the goddamn hell you mean by swirly straw. Is it a straw that like mixes itself through your drink no you gotta go to the to local mcdonald's and then uh you get one of those limited edition swirly straws that they only sold in the 1990s with an eyeball in it and you pop that in your way and you drink out of it i get to google what the hell you what. Mean. you guys don't I'm know really what swirly straw. straws with eyeballs are what is an eyeball straw no i'm gonna show you guys the swirly straws with eyeballs oh it's from taco bell i'm sorry not mcdonald's
2: so rylan to paint a picture for the listening audience you know uh what's it look like when an average person goes to shop for wine and how stressful is that compared to your smooth action with that swirly eyeball
0: straw when you go to shop for wine i know when i'm in the liquor store watching other people make their selections they're just always like um what color is this oh i oh (laughs) i I don't like noir stories Uh, it's too dark for me. <laughs> I I prefer romance novels. Um and so and I'm like, uh, guys, you're doing it all wrong. I pop out my straw that has an eyeball swirling in it. And I just uh, Stab that right through the cork And I drink it right in front of them What am I supposed to be
2: talking about? No you did it, you did a great job so you don't have to worry about it Um, I do like that in Ryland's mind Wines are like Pinot Grigio, Malbec Noir, romance novel (laughs) All right. well I gotta say uh, Ryland's favorite tip from this article Get a crazy swirly straw From Taco Bell in the 1990s And shove it through the cork It's a great tip for making shopping for wine less overwhelming so I'm going to say live it
1: I'm going to say live it as well I looked up a photo of those straws and folks at home you can too they're out of this world
2: very intimidating and that's what you want out of a wine drinker someone who's intimidating
1: yeah what was that was that a part of a promotion for something was that for it looked like it reminded me of Rampage isn't The Rock in that it saddens me to say The Rock is in that movie
2: you're not right, Cam. He's
1: not in every movie.
2: Yeah, I feel like Taco Bell in the 90s was just taking like any abandoned warehouse it could find full of cheap plastic stuff and was like, this week it's. The, the wheels off of toy cars. <laughs> Dylan, uh, from this article, what's your favorite tip on how to make wine shopping less overwhelming?
1: I think it's pretty obvious, Cam. Look to the label. Now, they do a lot of smoke and mirrors to distract the layman. They got names of all the people who... Came up with wine on them. So there's that guy, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. There's that lady Pin Pinot Gris. P, her name's Pien, Pino Pinot Gio. Uh and then there's uh all those other ones, Ro- Rosa Blanca, um, De- Denise, Richards. <laughs> and uh you spin the bottles around though, underneath the nutrition facts, near the uh FDA warnings saying that you shouldn't mix wine with cigarettes or NyQuil. Uh they've just got a little symbol. Circle means common, diamond means intermediate, the star means rare. And then if you've got a star and the whole label's holographic, that means don't stop now. Walk. Don't run. I mean, run. Don't (laughs) walk to the cash register. Um, That's an ultra rare. Yeah, it's an ultra rare wine. So you're going to want to go that route. It's a quick tip. It's a tip not many people know though, because they're so they're like, oh, look at the graphic design, or like, look at the look at the look at Denise Richards is pumping out another uh, collaboration with uh, Lady Pino. So just look at the symbols, folks.
0: I've really liked the wine blind packs. You just open them up and you never know what's in there. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: One in five is just full of
0: spiders.
2: <laughs> yum. yum, 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 yum. Yeah, I gotta say, to be the best, the very best is my call Mm -hmm. to tame them is my cause no i want to be the very best wine collector (laughs) yes um gotta catch them all and you might think that you don't need that ultra rare but if you can get two of them you can trade one to get the misprint Malbec that says Malbic on the label—I know it's an accident. They—they yeah. they caught it, so there's only 13 in existence. So if you can get the full collection together, that's great. This was really good advice, Dylan. I'm gonna say,
0: live it. Look to the label. I'm sorry, yeah. Dylan, but <sighs> when I like my wine, I like it well done. No rare, no thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna have to leave this. Whatever, Ryland.
1: Cam. What's your hot tip that you loved from this article?
2: All right. Much like Dylan, I say, don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay. My favorite tip from this article is look to experience. Okay. Someone has walked this path before you. All right. You want to get advice from somebody who's got a lot of experience drinking a lot of wine. So what do you do? You keep your eyes open. And as you're walking, you know, on your commute to the train station and you peep in an alleyway and you see uh, human feces right next to a big pile of bar and next to that is a mostly empty wine bottle. Go ahead and read that label. Okay, because that's picked out by somebody who's been drinking a lot of wine and not much else. Okay. So they've got a lot of wine experience. So they know what they're doing. Okay. Okay. So I always base my wine selections on those four Lauren bottles I see scattered around the city. There we go. Let me tell you, not always is it always delicious. It's usually actually the cheapest wine in the market, okay? Which really says something about how much people are just putting trash wine in expensive bottles and marking it up, okay? Look to experience.
0: I do the same thing when I'm uh, shopping for trees, actually. I just find the tallest, thinnest people around me, and I just say, What kind of trees do you like? (laughs) Uh, because as they are like in the process of becoming one, they know they have a whole bunch of experience about trees. So I, I think this is great advice, Cam. Uh, I'm definitely gonna live it. I'm gonna live
1: it too. And also that reminds me, Ryland, I'm going to block your number next December. I'm going to remember this time. Please stop pestering me with these questions.
0: I just want to know what kind of tree you're going to turn into. Why do you buy trees for everybody
2: at Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's
1: my segment. Who's up next? I got a segment for you this week. I had... A couple good subjects in high school. I was good when we would do presentations, which could be construed as a subject. I think I did okay during my photography class. Um, I—that's the end of the list. Oh, I was good at English too. I could write a—I could write you an essay like nobody's business. As far as math goes, as far as science goes, no, ma'am. And history was. A nightmare for me because I can't remember anything. That's why I've never been a server. But I've decided to brave my fears because what is this podcast about? It's about fear and hopefully it's about overcoming fear. And I have decided to become a historian. And in doing so, I've uncovered this universal truth about history, which is everyone was gay the whole damn time. <laughs>
2: They don't like to talk
0: about it. That's not where I thought this was going. They don't like
1: to talk about it. They want to hide it from you. They, yeah. My first example, pirates. A symbol of nautical machismo since forever, right?
2: There's nothing gay about sailors.
1: Nothing gay about gaylers. But consider this. In the 1600s, French sailors active in the Caribbean created a concept of formalized union between consenting adult men. They used this term to denote a union called metaletage, which is a French word meaning seamanship this stemmed from a word uh which meant sailor i'm saying all of these french words wrong and this wasn't just a small occurrence between a handful of guys that like someone decided to like cherry pick this was like a huge big old deal so much so that in 1645 the french governor of tortuga wrote back to the french government requesting that they send hundreds of cute french girls in hopes that it'd like keep all the french sailors from turning gay but as you can imagine cute girls aren't really a cure for the gay so the french government just kind of ignored it and let them do their thing so as the years went on, English sailors began observing the unions between French sailors and thought, yeah, we've basically been doing that already, so let's formalize it too. Now, the English navy was not nearly as cool about this as the French, and in some instances, gay relationships were punished by death. But as English sailors started defecting and becoming pirates, they brought back this formalized male-male union system, started using the same thing as the French. They called it métalotage, which eventually shortened to mate which then got colloquialized into matey. So whenever you're saying in a pirate accent, argh, ahoy matey, you're talking about your gay pirate husband and that's dope, dude. Pirates. Next. Cowboys. Okay, surprise, surprise. we got another community of men who are largely living outside of mainstream society. And surprise, surprise, when you leave mainstream society, people don't really care about enforcing useless social norms because you're more focused on, like, your job and survival and where your next meal is coming from and loving the one you're with.
2: Are you trying to tell me that if people looking through want ads and there's a section of jobs that's all about being on your own with rough, tugged, well-toned men out on the fringes of society and beautiful scenery, that's going to kind of attract some specific subset of the culture?
1: My research would say it appears that way, Cam. Huh. The gender and sexuality lines were really blurred in the 19th century when miners and cowboys were out settling the West for the American colonies. There's a record of socials and dances that took place in these mining camps in Southern California. One of them was called like an angel camp, and they have this thing documented where men who preferred a more passive or feminine role in a relationship would sew patches over the crotch of their jeans to like indicate to people like... This is my whole deal. And they had a formalized... Like handkerchiefs. Like handkerchiefs a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) hanky code. And they had a formalized union process for their same-sex partners too. And those were called bachelor marriages. This is all on the record. This is all in the books. And in the 19th century, we didn't have concepts of like gay and straight like we know them today. That didn't really become a thing until about the 20th century. And cowboys had code words for bringing up their preferences for men. One of the common ones was... You just bring up Walt Whitman. Hey, you read any of those Walt Whitman poems? This is pretty good. (laughs) And if the other guy was like, subtle, buddy, was into Walt Whitman, I mean, for me, I'm like, cool, this guy's into poetry. What? I'm straight. I don't know what's happening. But because I'm gay and we all know the full body of work from Walt Whitman and the fact that he was totally into dudes, I'm like, oh, cool, got it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. My last one, I'm going to need a guest expert for me, but uh, this is bringing all the way back to ancient times. People been gay for as long as the sky has been blue. The army of Thebes. There's this quote from Plato where he says, he's talking about this army. He says, For what lover would not choose rather to be seen by all mankind than by his beloved, either when abandoning his post or throwing away his arms? He would be ready to die a thousand deaths rather than endure this. Or who would desert his beloved or fail him in the hour of danger? Talking about this army that's built out of 150 pairs of gay couples. And they were just unstoppable because you don't want to die. You don't want your teammates to die. your teammates is that what they're called in war you got you got your team your war team and then yeah, your teammates yep, and there's yep. the team captain That's exactly <laughs> it. if you're fighting yes. alongside the guy that you love I don't know A ton of these details though And I know that Cam had heard A little bit about him. They, they they did pretty well For themselves No?
2: Oh they were well known As a very difficult Army to fight And I think a big part Of that is If you watch Dylan play Super Smash Bros In front of a <laughs> New boyfriend That he's trying to impress <laughs> You'll see that The bloodlust Really comes out Of him uh, And if you think about it From a managerial Point of view It's a really great way To motivate your troops
1: So so, I want to know for you guys, you're going to go back in time and be a historical gay. Which one would you do? Would you be a gay cowboy, gay pirate, or a gay ancient warrior? I'm going to go ahead and say I want to be gay cowboy. I love the fashion. I love sewing stuff onto my pants to indicate to people things about my personality. I love smoked beans. I think the cuisine really fits me. I do love the ocean, though. I'd like to be a gay pirate, like maybe for a for like a spring for like a spring for like a summer. I'm gonna be a gay gay cowboy. Live it.
2: Live it. Um, I'm gonna say Neapolitan ice cream. I can't take just one. I gotta have them all. Okay. And as a modern man, I am sailing the digital seas on a ship full of my podcasting mates. Winky wink. wink. Winky wink. And I mean, here's a little behind the scenes, behind the music, behind the magic is made. Um, I know that whenever me and Dylan are podcasting this, we are both. (laughs) knotted together in a slick <laughs> webbing of limbs. We can't seem to record this podcast without just getting all over each other. Um It's true, so, I watch it. Oh my, yeah. what
0: am I looking
2: yeah, at? right? So, I mean, I'm already living that lifestyle, so I'm sailing those digital seas with my podcast mateys as we deliver the buffalo of lifestyle news to the meat markets <laughs> of ancient Gresham... Hot towns. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, another interesting thing? I'm pretty sure the army of Thebes was a uh, cavalry or a charioteer cavalry. What
1: does that word mean?
2: Um, So they were riding horses <gasps> as well.
1: Oh, I love um, an equestrian.
2: Yeah. See, and notice like all of these careers are very hot careers. <laughs> like, yeah. Some of the sexier stuff you can do. Hmm. So it's really a great fit. I'm going to say live it
0: on all of them. Kim that's not fair that's not you're such a good mixture of all those things I think I can't be I hate cowboys Um, what's wrong with cowboys because I
1: take that personally
0: I'm sorry uh dark dark history oh sure dark past
1: colonialism
0: but I, I just didn't realize that the YMCA was actually a historical realty. Then <laughs> the village people were actually just historians trying to teach us stuff. Um, but I would love to do a pirate. I think uh, pirates have a lot of stuff going for them. I love the idea of replacing my body parts with artificial parts. And uh, they were the first in the whole plastic surgery fad, except for of course, they didn't have plastic back then. They only had wood, so it was wood surgery. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, uh, and I think that's pretty fucking cool because not only were they gay and they were making a shit ton of money, but they were also medical geniuses and learning how to attach wood to flesh. So, and I would love to be a pirate out on the seas, being a wood man, sort of like a, an an int from Lord of the Rings, uh, just walking around on deck and and like it's such a cool thing to scare kids with too when you pull up your shirt and you just have a stump for a chest so i think that'd be fucking rad so yeah i'm gonna live it i mean i'm gonna be a pirate gay. And you know, I think this
1: might also come from the fact that Ryland was just telling me recently he was going through his mom's stuff, and he found her peg leg in a drawer that I guess she must massage her yeah. back with or use. It, it's weird, with. and
0: I think like it was definitely for being on board of a ship because it would vibrate a lot, and I think that was supposed to match the motion of the ocean so that you wouldn't fall oh, wait, down. Matches the motion of the ocean. <laughs> Trust
1: me. I'm pretty sure all the pirate legs vibrated too. Yeah, you'll notice that if you look back at history, pirates never replaced their legs with like a foot shaped thing did they they were always kind of these long wooden posts smooth. smooth Bryland I also want to know are you going to have a little gay sidekick and if so which one is it going to be you're going to go gay parrot you're going to go gay capuchin monkey a la Abu you're going to go gay uh, prairie dog what other oh. I think it's I've covered all it's capuchins and parrots yeah a gay squid a gay squid <laughs> Rylan's just got like a dehydrated, <laughs> dilapidated looking squid just gasping on his shoulder at all times.
2: <laughs> He's just got to splash it. I at, love once it. Hour. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't have us talk about pirates without talking about the fact that they were one of the first people to have a medical clause on their contracts. One well, of the reasons pirates are synonymous with pig legs and uh, missing limbs of all types is. In the Queen's Navy or in any of the other major fleets, if you got a injury that kept you from working, they would drop you off at the next port, no matter how far you are from home. Oh my home. god, I thought
1: you were gonna say over the guardrail.
2: No, not quite. <laughs> Although, I mean, that does happen. Being keel hauled was when they would throw you over the guardrail, but they have a rope tied to your feet and they pull you up they pull you under the boat and then up over the other side of the what? boat. What? Yeah, it was a punishment. Often you died. For doing what? Uh, stealing raisins. I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> raisins? Okay. But, um...
0: <laughs> I'd be wanting some ants on a log, but somebody ate all the ants. I got that peanut butter and celery. <laughs> Kill all of that, meaty.
2: <laughs> so, the thing was, one of the reasons pirate ships formed is because sailors were sick of the mistreatment. So they abandoned the uh, Queen's Navy and all those other fleets. And they said, hey, we're doing it our style. We're doing it the new way. If you get injured, you get an increased cut of the booty, and we will find you a different job on ship that you're capable of doing. Hmm. So they were, like, uh, way ahead of time in terms of treating humans like humans.
1: Yeah, looking into, I mean, pirates are not infallible. They weren't great across the board. But in my research, it sounded, from a job perspective, like Cam just said, that being a pirate was just, uh better way of being a sailor than being in like the navy and that's gays for you you know we know healthcare we know uh compensation we know booty compensation
2: (laughs) they know how to divide the booty let me tell you let me tell ya oh God damn it. Rylan, you got a segment for us, bud?
0: I sure do. So, I mean, we were just talking about pirates that would replace their torsos with stumps and they were how ahead of the times they really were. But let me tell you. We've made a lot of advancements in body modification in the past few years, okay? And there's some things that you guys would be fucking turned on by. Braces.
1: Is that a body modification? No, it's not. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think that
0: technically counts. That
1: totally does count. Like LASIK? Yeah. Ear piercing, haircuts, <gasps> haircuts, modern that body. Oh my god, we're all really into body modification mm-hmm. as a
0: society. We are. Okay. Stop shaving your armpits. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you met people that were into braces? Some people think they're hot into. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I I've met some people that I'm like I can't imagine you without these. They need to be on you forever. Wow. Like like a like a grill like fifty cents braces that he wears mm-hmm. those all gold <laughs> braces that he only wears on his bottom teeth he needs to hold on to those they're part of his it's look. True. Did you guys ever used to make fake braces for yourself out of gum wrappers? No, that sounds like something Ryland would do. Yeah, yes, I've totally, body I totally did mod, do that. That's a body modification. That's a body modification. That's a body
2: mod- Speaking mod- of Ryland, what's your segment? <laughs>
0: All right, so we got a couple different categories of stuff you can botomize, stuff you can modify with your bots, botification. That's what I'm talking about right now. Okay, so how can we improve our eyes? Oh. Our eyes? Well, Dylan already talked about LASIK, but what if I wanted to actually um, not use my eyes to see, and I wanted to use my ears instead to see stuff? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about an oral implant that can allow you to hear colors, okay? An oral oral <laughs> implant a that a helps you see a- to hear in your mouth
1: aural okay and <laughs> rylan's a- got a retainer for you <laughs> that's gonna help you hear color
0: <laughs> this guy okay there's this guy named neil harbison and he has uh attached a an antenna to his brain uh that sticks out in front of his head like a little uh like an antenna as they call them and it it like picks up light waves that are bouncing at him and it translates that into a sound he can hear hmm. okay
2: so but you get no outlines you get no shapes you get no motion. So all you're getting is color. And when you take all of the colors and mix them together, it's always just a gross brown. So this is just implanting an electric device in your body that goes gross brown, gross brown, gross brown, gross
0: brown, gross brown, gross brown, gross brown 24-7. Uh, Cam, Leave I... Leave it. No. Hold on. Leave it. The cam? Leave it. Uh, but wait. How about when you're driving? What's the most important thing? color okay is that light red yellow or green that's the only thing you need to drive it would be very helpful if
2: it wasn't just taking a random sample from all (laughs) the available colors in the environment
0: (laughs) come on guys I don't think you're giving Carl Harbison a shot here, but. Uh, I think
1: Carl Harbison didn't want anyone to enjoy a Drake concert because I'm going to the First Bank Center in Denver, Colorado, and I'm trying to listen to Hotline Bling, slap my slappers around, shake my jigglers. But Drake's got an incredible light show because he doesn't fuck around. He comes from Toronto, they know how to put on a good show. And so now all I can hear is like, and I know when that hotline. <laughs> purple <laughs> gross brown gross, gross brown, brown, brown gross brown, brown. brown wow it doesn't sound like i could have a good time anywhere
0: or use it, like cam said i'm gonna leave it <laughs> okay all right fine i'll leave it with you guys i'm <laughs> really sorry roy Arberson. how about okay let's leave behind hearing colors How about feeling stuff you guys like to feel huh i'm doing it right now (laughs) yeah okay how about have you ever heard of rebus i love that show yeah (laughs) 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 the first female colonel sanders moon rebus had an implant installed inside of her body that connects with seismographs all over the planet and allows her to feel earthquakes even if she's not in it (gasps) What? Because the one thing that people complained about earthquakes was that <laughs> not
1: enough people were experiencing them. <laughs> She's like, I hate getting a full night's sleep. I hate having all my limbs be attached to my body.
2: (laughs) I like to think about people being in extreme and dangerous situations all around the world.
1: I'm getting sick of my contented, happy life.
2: And I don't have enough excuses to run and go hold my arms in a door jam all of a sudden, constantly. What about when it's no longer a false alarm and she is in the earthquake location and she's just walking around like (gasps) it's no big deal because she's so used to it happening nonstop?
0: Wow, that's a great point.
2: And also, it's not like this is going to be like a vibrating controller in her legs. It's just going to be in another antenna going earthquake,
1: earthquake, earthquake, earthquake. <laughs> no,
0: it's Wait, actually... Where was it implanted in, in her body? It's in her uh, elbow. It's like in her arm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I rest my... I know you're just not supposed to, but I rest my elbows on tables all the time and put my head in my hands. <laughs> so this is a living nightmare for me, because then you just hear my cheeks like... <laughs>
2: Oh, sorry about that. Six hundred kids just died in India. It was a really oh, bad earthquake. Oh.
1: Oh, don't listen to my cheeks. Oh jeez.
0: Uh,
1: oh geez. Oh. Oh, I mean, Ryland, you really gotta step up your game here because this'll leave it for me again. <laughs> yeah, leave it.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. I'm um, sorry, guys. Um, how about? Okay. How about? What if I could give you a superpower? Uh. I'm listening. Is it time traveling and I get to skip whatever (laughs) whatever you're about to say? It's called putting a magnet inside yourself, and that way you can feel electricity, okay? You can feel... Like, if you have a magnet in your finger and you put it on a wire that has electrical current running through it, you can actually feel the electrical current. Okay, so...
2: This is, the one, this is the one that I actually like and I was hoping he was going to do in this list and then he completely misrepresented <laughs> it to what it is. Unless you feel the electric fields. Yeah, exactly. Like I can feel
1: electric current whenever I I want. was going to say, I There's can't do that. There's an outlet right here.
2: Let me just lick my finger and shove it in there. It's not the whole point. God damn it,
0: Ryland.
1: <laughs> What's the cell electric field feeling to me? Why would I need or what, how does that benefit me?
0: Well, have you ever heard that MGMT song? Electric Feel. live <laughs> <Leave> it. <laughs> oh boy!
2: <coughs> this one I will live it because here's the thing: uh, you ever want to do some shoplifting? Those little alarm tags at the entrances of uh, supermarkets and stores. Those are all based on an electric field. Mm. So when you're walking through it, you get a little vibration in your finger, you got the magnet in. So now you know where the alarm system is. Mm. Now your ocean's elevating it with your seventh sense.
0: It also makes it makes it really easy to steal paper clips because they just stick to your fingers.
2: Yeah, and they always say paper clips one of the
1: hardest things to steal. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> wait. Okay, so you got them in all your fingertips?
2: Oh, I, wow, that's an idea. Wait. Most people
1: I've seen only do it the one. Wait, wait, uh, Ryland. Sorry, Cam and I are just gonna think tank this really quick. Okay, all right. Okay, Cam. We've got them in all of our fingertips. Mm-hmm. And toes. Yeah. And heels and mm-hmm. palms. And you know what? Let's just make the whole hand just like a chainmail of magnets under the skin. Mm-hmm. Super mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. Scaling walls, erasing credit cards, <laughs> deleting computers. Magnet hands, magnet toes. Live it. I love it. Good I live
0: it. idea, Ryland. Thank you. Thank you. That was my idea. Okay. Uh-huh. How about what if I could turn your dick better? Hmm? I don't think you could. I don't think you could. It's a, it's a cute one. <laughs> I know. I know all those pirates. Uh, they had all kinds of dicks made out of rope and wood, and uh, a conch shells. <laughs> I gotta tell you, this conversation's giving me a dick made out of rope. <laughs> Is that a
2: good thing or a bad thing? (laughs) It's a bad thing, Ryland. I want you to make me hard.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. uh, Well, imagine uh, there's a man named George Dvorsky, and he's trying to think of the penis of the future. Okay? He wants a penis that'll be bacteria-resistant, Wi-Fi-enabled, and (laughs) vibrating.
1: Okay. Mm. Bacteria-resistant. I love it. I am I'm all for stopping the spread of diseases.
2: Mm. And you know what? How we could do it, too, is we have some kind of like protective shield on the penis. Right. Only problem is that could get, you know, coated in a bacteria. So make it in some kind of removable protective shield. Mm. OK, like um, like some kind of latex some or kind of like rubber. penis cartridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should go walk to the corner store and buy one. And please
1: do vibrating penis i'm into because i don't have to keep go buying myself sex toys i just get one specific kind of boyfriend and i'm set for life Mm -hmm.
2: because god knows you've never gotten bored of one of your sex toys and thrown it out (laughs) one of the advantages that your dick not being a sex toy is that
1: uh, people just get bored and throw it out but it's the wi-fi that i want to know about rylan
2: yeah, and, and you see Wi-Fi enabled, but most Wi-Fi routers do have an Ethernet cord. So do I just have an Ethernet cord coming
0: out of my butt? Uh, this is, uh, it's sort of like a, a signal repeater for a cell phone. Uh, so you got a satellite dish shooting down into your dick, and then now you have signal everywhere, okay? And, but it's Wi-Fi, uh, and that's the only explanation I have. And we could only fit it in the dick. Wouldn't go anywhere.
1: Wouldn't. Couldn't. Wouldn't. Couldn't. We put an intent, an actual antenna in this other guy's head so that he could hear a low brown din all the time. But that would have been nonsensical to try to rig Wi-Fi.
0: One thing I don't like about the bacteria resistance is that how am I going to get dick yogurt anymore? You know, because you need that.
2: Well, that's our episode this week. Life Pile Podcast, the only <laughs> podcast that makes you think back on the choices you've made in your life. Uh, let's do some plugs for this week. Now, am I really going to skip over this, Ryland? What the hell are you talking about? You know? No, I don't. I don't. Honestly, no. And I don't want to. So that's a leave it for me.
0: But leave it. And Ryland, what's your vote? Uh, I'm going to leave it as well.
2: Okay, great. <laughs> This is Life Bio Podcast, the only podcast (laughs) that stops just in time. We want to thank cell phones for short attention spans. We want to thank my penis for the great Wi-Fi signal. We want to thank Scott Davis for the music for the show. If you've shared this podcast with your friends so you can help them find the right lifestyle, we want to thank you. We also want to thank you've been a real cool guy and rate and subscribe to this. Uh, We sure do appreciate it and helps people find the right lifestyle for them. Let's do some plugs. If you want to catch me this week i will be cattle ranching bugs across the great ocean of the u.s plains in a ship full of very area-diet, caring loving well-educated men who are just ripped and toned and uh it's gonna get steamy it's a steam-powered ship and it's shaped like a giant horse and we fuck in it dylan where can we catch you this week
1: Well, Cam, I'm gonna be sitting at my command pulpit. I've got my rollerball on my right hand. I'm clicking and typing with my left hand. I'm also using my 3D gloves to move images around my hollow screen. And before me, down in the bay, are obviously those three humanoid figures laying in pools of water, their cerebro caps screwed on tightly, and the cords from those running up into a gigantic monitor that's showing me. hazy footage of the next guy that I'm going to go on a date with. So I'll let you guys know what me and my team find out, and hopefully we'll be able to stop this crime before it ever happens.
2: Ooh, it's a killer. Ryland, where can we catch you this week?
0: I'm going to be having a serious conversation with my mom about her vibrating uh, things. I just just need to clear the air. I need to... (laughs) nail this down, make sure that I didn't do something I regret uh, while I was a child, so. <laughs> oh,
2: well, there's really some things that are better left undone. <laughs> this is Life Pile. Light your life on fire.
0: Life Pile.